This is The Friendship File, where we flip open the blueprints behind some of the world's most important relationships, the ones we have with our friends. Two friends have each been sent the same set of questions. They've recorded their responses on their own and without consulting. Here is the combination of their answers. This time, Mary and Simon. Simon here. My name is Mary. I'm 47 or 48. One I'm of 70 those. years old. 48, I think. And I've known Simon. And Mary since... For about three years. 2016. Describe the very first moment you remember seeing them. Actually, I want to answer a slightly different question because the first impression was actually sooner. I didn't know a bit about Simon before I met him, actually. I was walking dogs in the hills with a mutual friend. He's a friend of a friend. Who's very fond of her and knows her well. And with all that my friend had told me about her new friend, I was very interested to meet him. Who was... Uh, raving about her and uh, she knew I was at Christchurch and said I must look out for her. I do have an early memory at a concert um, where he was conducting a choir and it was very moving and very beautiful and I watched this man in fascination as he gathered up the singers in his arms really and teased out of them the most gorgeous haunting music. I remember thinking then I think this man is quite extraordinary and I really want to get to know him. When did that click happen? The moment you thought, yeah, I like you. I went to the UK to see family in July and picked up a really nasty virus. A few months later, Simon got really ill. And I was on my own at home. Um, And Mary was so uh, solicitous and, you know, dropping food off and checking on me and bringing water and, you know, when the bug itself passed, I came down with the most horrid uh, chronic fatigue. And he came to stay, stay in their cottage, in, our garden, cottage in their garden for a week and, you know, made soup and checked in on me. And it was just the most uh, amazing thing. All the time I'd been thinking he's so capable and so talented and so clever. And quite frankly, I thought a little bit beyond my capabilities. But it changed that day because I remember he was so scared, I think, about looking after himself and so relieved to have me take it over from him. And he cried. He just cried in relief. I think that that was the day that I first felt Love for Simon. In that moment of his need and sadness. I remember her coming over when I was just sort of beginning to be, you know, ready to be back in circulation a bit. And I remember having a conversation and realising that there was quite a sort of invisible obstacle and that actually, although needing her help and her help being offered so generously had kind of changed the dynamic. I was still quite reserved because there's a, there's a difficult thing around being gay when you're in ministry and, you know, people in the church didn't officially know. And yeah, I remember her coming over and, and quite consciously thinking, right, okay, um, I like this person. If we're actually going to 
get to know each other properly and be friends, I'm going to need to open up a bit about my life. What is your thing? The thing you do when you get together? When we do get together, it's usually accompanied by wine. Uh, we solve many problems in our shared lives, in theory, of course. Mary is kind of all about food. So there's lots of conversations about food. You know, I go for meals. Sometimes it's just coffee and cake. Sometimes we eat at my home. We've never actually eaten at Simon's home, which I'm not sure why, but anyway. Recipes, you know, she was great when I was in despair about my useless um, cooker provided by my employer that I had an oven that never got above lukewarm. We always enjoy talking about food. We always have, enjoy having good wine with food. Obviously, we have a faith in common. That's, a, that's part of it. And we do sometimes get a bit gossipy which is fun. But no, I think really we just talk about our lives, you know. Who's better at keeping the communication going? Well, we talk on WhatsApp. And always starts with a brief message. How are you doing? Maybe not every day, but certainly several times a week. Which means he wants to know what's happening with me. I think probably I'm better at just sending a message saying, how's it going? Hello, my dear, which means he's concerned about me. But if I'm miserable or having problems or I'm ill or anything... Good morning, which I think means he wants me to inquire about he is... You know, she, she's definitely all over it at all uh, at those times. I don't know if he's realised that I've worked all this out. And I hope he doesn't change this pattern of, of messaging after he's heard this. What is their best quality? I've really got to go for two. One, I would say, is uh, twinkliness. She has a just a sort of sense of fun and enjoyment of ordinary stuff that's going on uh, other people a little bit mischievous in a sort of very sweet uh, innocent kind of way she she does remind me of my dad in a, in a funny way who who died the first year I was, I was here he's gentle and he's kind he's unbelievably kind to me and to many others quite often to his own detriment actually He's always looking after other people, housing them, taking them places, looking after their spiritual well-being, looking after his students. He often looks after others and does without himself. But then also I would have to say compassion. She runs this uh, charity, Food for Futures. Sometimes, um, goodness, yeah. Sometimes she'll be telling me about some desperate person who who's come to the charity for help and you know a lot of the people come they have they have terrible lives you know that their, their lives are so so hard and you know you know mary will she will sometimes just have tears running down her cheeks telling me about somebody who's really a, really a stranger. And it's, uh, yeah, it's really a golden quality. This is, this, this is odd. You know, I've read through these questions. I didn't for a second. In your notes, you said the thing about um, to keep going if you find yourself crying. I didn't for a second think um, that, was, <laughs> that was going to be an issue. There you are. Where are we? What is it about them that drives you mad? Uh, something that drives me mad about Simon. It's the only thing, actually. It doesn't even anymore. It used to drive me mad. I wouldn't say anything about Mary drives me mad. She's, she's really just a delight from start to finish. He hums. 
He hums little bits of tune that are in his head. But she's fucking stubborn. There have been a couple of times where I've really wanted to sort of set her straight about something, and I got nowhere at all. And I used to try and hear what he was humming, what the tune was. And then just as I was starting maybe to recognise the tune, he would stop. The main case in point, I mean, it's sort of fresh in my mind because we're all still in the middle of the, the COVID experience. It was obvious early on that she was going to be at really quite considerable risk. And a few minutes later, he starts again. I was always waiting to hear the tune. Drove me crazy. She's just sure that it's what she's supposed to be doing. And I think, you know, is realistic that it's quite risky, but um, she's she's blowing on regardless. No, it's just a nice habit that he has, as far as I'm concerned. It's very comforting. What do you think it is about you that drives them mad? She might think I'm a bit of a user, really. You know, I'm always getting into scrapes, whether it's money or the car or some practical thing. I'm probably too ready to accept help when it's offered. Might be that I repeat myself in conversation often. I think it's because I forget things so easily and so quickly. I feel a little bit like Dorian finding Nemo, actually. Sometimes I see his eyes glazing over a little bit. Talk about a time they really came through for you. I was trying to get some funding for a project that I run. Well, um, as the previous answer would show, uh, a lot. And Simon helped me with a big funding proposal. The one thing that really does stick in my mind was um, last year, for the first time, I decided not to go home early in December and have my birthday with my family. My birthday is the 15th of December. And when I mentioned that I was going to be sticking around a bit longer, she offered to throw me a party. He was overseas. I was here in Grahamstown. He went to see a church about funding me. So she did this fabulous meal with, you know, lots of different dishes and courses in their garden. And the application had to be a rushed job. So there were emails and WhatsApp messages flying backwards and forwards from between the two of us. Partly probably because of having a birthday close to Christmas and partly through being an old head on young shoulders, I suppose, when I was a kid. Um, I just don't ever remember even having, let alone enjoying, birthdays and birthday parties and those sorts of things. Spent hours and hours on it. And the way that it all worked out, it gave me confidence about approaching people like that for money. It was absolutely magical. You know, It was just really, really gorgeous and kind of unique, I think, in my experience. And I got the funding, thanks to Simon. Have you ever had a fight? Um, have we ever had a fight? Well, we do. We disagree. I think actually, without me noticing it, she's very diplomatic. If we clearly are, you know, not going to come to a mind or something, because we don't, we don't fall out. I don't remember ever feeling cross with Simon. I think I've got to the age where feeling cross is a bit of a waste of time. We've had a couple of differences of opinion. But I think we're both quite flexible and more inclined to negotiate than to fight. What do you envy about them? I do admire her kind of openness to people, her kind of lack of side, you know. That's not really envy. 
Wine cellar, yeah, definitely, definitely envy that. One thing that I do envy about Sam, not his body, not anything that he owns, but he has a superior intellect. He is really one of the brightest people I've ever met. And he finds out about things, and he's interested in things. And I think that that has a lot to do with his intellectual ability or gift. What have they done that has surprised you? The thing that has surprised me most, I think, would have to be the whole Food for Futures endeavour. It started off with people coming to her door, asking for a bit of bread or, or five rand, as happens in the suburbs. And, you know, she chatted to them and got to know them and found out about their lives and... You know, within a few months, she had about 40 people coming regularly and then she got premises and then she got registered as a charity. I mean, she's just turned 70. There've been a, you know, a couple of things with her own health that might incline one to slow down. She had a deputation from cross neighbours who didn't want these undesirable people hanging around in the neighbourhood. And she just has pressed on regardless in the most brilliant way. She has a, a book club and the church and she plays bridge and the wine circle. And this is not the kind of thing that people like her do. One of the things that he knows about, which kind of surprised me, is wine. I've been wine tasting for 30 odd years, maybe longer. So I thought I could teach Simon something about wine, but no, not really. He's got a really good palate and a really good memory, which is Perfect for wine tasting. So there's another thing that he's good at. Damn, just makes me wonder where on earth I get the edge from. When are they at their happiest? Oh, well, uh, I suppose it would be either chatting, you know, she loves chatting, or probably in the kitchen. She really is the, is the queen in the kitchen. When he's eating with friends, when he's singing, when he's playing the organ piano, when he's teaching, and when he's reading. If they were a food, what food would they be? I think Mary would be a huge pot of tagine served in a clay pot. I would call him an onion. Very blended and sort of ripened. Tasty and very necessary in almost every dish. With uh, all kinds of flavours going on, lots of sweetness, but a little bit of a kick. It's got so many layers and complexities. A lovely glossy, silky texture. And every time you open a layer, there's something new to discover. And the colour of autumn leaves. So salmon's an onion. It's been cooking on the stove for hours and it's the most comforting thing to come home to at the end of a difficult day. If they suddenly disappeared from this world, what is the one thing that you would lose that you cannot get anywhere else? I would miss his genuine kindness a lot. I would miss the way he says, oh, if I say something nice to him. He can WhatsApp that as well. Oh. This is my fifth year in South Africa permanently. I think I'm lonelier here or, or, or more kind of cut off from people than I thought I would be and than I ever have been before in my life, really. And sometimes if I tell him something that's really appealing about my grandchildren, oh, he says, <laughs> I love that and I would miss that and I would miss his kindness. And although there's a lot of interesting stuff in terms of 
you know, music reading work is very rewarding and, and whatever. They just aren't the people, really. Um, and yeah, Mary is really, really important to me in that regard. I think I have a very special friend in Simon. Before anyone else heard the answers to the questions, the friends got a chance to listen to each other and to react. So what stood out? Well, she said she loved me, which is very sweet. I'm wondering why I didn't say it. I love you, Mary. I was very touched by some of the things that Simon said about me. And I realised, actually, what we value in each other is clearly what makes our relationship special. I think, you know, when I was younger, I used to cry more easily than I do now. And Mary probably is somebody I cry with in a way I don't with anybody else. And it was interesting that she said me crying when I was ill was you know, something that made a big impression on her. That would fit with what I was saying about her compassionate, lovely soul. I must have never thought of Simon as being a user, certainly not using me. And I don't believe he is. He does get into scrapes. He does need things. I'm very happy to help. I did listen uh, with another person and the humming thing made us scream uh, because uh, I think other people share that observation. I was quite surprised to hear how special the birthday party was. Maybe because in our family, birthdays are almost compulsory to have a nice celebration. The other thing is um, she mentioned about always cooking for me and I don't cook for her, which is true and is totally shame-making. Having somebody over for a meal is much more nerve-wracking than speaking or preaching to 200 people or conducting a concert or whatever, and somehow I talk about it and I don't do it, which is awful. I know he envies my wine cellar, <laughs> and I'm very careful not to let him into it. But he also does know that I'm prepared to share. The other thing that was funny was um, this worked out semiotics of my WhatsApp messages. <laughs> I don't know that there is such a definite uh, division between um, how are you and <laughs> good morning. Just feel nice and secure and safe in my friendship with Simon. I think it was worthwhile to to go a bit beneath the surface, bring a few things to consciousness and give voice to them. I think it's nice to be reminded or to remind one another of what we mean to one another. I did learn a few things about myself and about my friend. So, yeah, good thing to do. Thank you for listening to this entry into The Friendship File. It was produced by me, Jane Morgan, and the music was composed by James Lancaster. You can find The Friendship File on Apple Podcasts or in all the usual places. So please subscribe, review and rate us. Plus you can find the questions, photos of the friends and other interesting stuff on our website, thefriendshipfile.com. You'll also find our contact details so you can get in touch if you and a friend would like to take part in a future episode or if you've got any suggestions for good questions that we can add to the list. James Lancaster is part of Walkering and you can find more of their music on Spotify and Apple Music. Friendship File is a podcast production. Till next time, goodbye.